Welcome to Spaghetti Launchers, a world-building podcast where you throw spaghetti at the wall and it's up to you what sticks. Each episode, instead of telling you how to world-build, we discuss an element of fictional worlds and workshop examples live on the fly to give you ideas and inspiration for your world-building projects. I'm Kyle. I'm Ethan. And this episode, we will be discussing marketplaces. Where do your characters go for their shopping episode? Now, let's throw some spaghetti. Wow, that was... Uh, dramatic quick, just the italian accent flamboyant yeah and it was a pretty good italian accent what, what was it uh what is it jane krakowski says in 30 rock i'm trying to get the tonys to add a category for life lived theatrically <laughs> <laughs> you are a theatrical person I'm you're dramatic. not really though honestly no i'm dramatic though yeah but in like a mellow way i i just i engage in hyperbole as there I, you had go. To, I had to remind my boss every now and then <laughs> hyperbole all right so in the last episode we discussed the idea of the house of salvation which was a moving building that was essentially a little market that would show up and offer you things in exchange for your soul or something like that so we got us thinking about the idea of a marketplace a bazaar somewhere where you would transact commerce stuff it's a very common place i mean i my mind immediately goes right to diagon alley right you know from the harry potter probably the best example of a fantasy i don't want to know if i I don't like saying things are the best because i haven't read all of fantasy i I just meant most well yeah most well known but so you know and just kind of the magic of getting lost there and Mm -hmm. and you go into olivander's and the wand shop and it's a great introduction to a world very similar actually to when you want to talk about the shock value that the world presents right consider the shock that harry potter went through seeing diagon alley and oh my gosh here's this wizarding world to compare that to luke skywalker being shown moss eisley by obi-wan right you'll never find a more glorious hub of ret of scum and villainy i forget exactly what the line but that line is like oh this is a very different world that you are entering into so marketplaces can be a great they're like a great uh they're a throw you in the deep end of a world kind of experience they serve a very specific purpose i think yeah depending and and then they vary depending on are you doing this from a storytelling perspective or a gaming perspective because game from an rpg perspective it's a great way to show the character of a town Mm -hmm. or of a new location and just meet meet people and it's a good way to get spotted You, you walk through the marketplace and then oh here's an npc strolling up who the DM was planning on having interact with you no matter what. And you right. just happen to be in like the crowded because the marketplace is often a town square, right? It doesn't have to be, but it often is. I think it's probably more interesting if it isn't a town square, if it is its own thing a little bit, but mostly because it's unique, mm. but places like Diagon Alley, it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit of like a central hub. It's very well known. Well, yeah, but, but, but it's but not just that, markets. That's, no, it's not just markets, just in the same way that, you know, think of the Citadel and Mass Effect. That is, there are markets there, but there's a lot of other. Yeah. It's and, a centralized hub for other things. Yeah. And w- when we're talking about it, we're trying to make sure we're keeping it to the market and not to, not necess- necessarily the broader scape that it's in. Right. Not like, because if it's just, oh, well, just here's a city that happens to have commerce, which right. could be the thing, but we're really trying to be like, this is about the marketplace itself. Right. What exists there. And and when you travel, like even in in our real world, it's very natural that these are meeting spaces mm-hmm. because it's where people naturally congregate because that's where everyone's going to sell their wares. Yeah, they are not the only meeting spaces though. There might no. be a religious center, or they might be yeah. a, there might be a political center. They could be co located or close by, but they do not have to overlap. Yeah, it could be a food center. Yeah. you know, the meeting hall. Yeah, the marketplace happens to be where the supermarket is you know to like pun intended yeah 
<laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, it happens to be where the like the pub, mm-hmm. the main pub in town, it can be a great marketplace. Yeah, I, that is not my noodles for the day, but I like that as a noodle. It's pretty simple. Bad. Take that and run with it, just just to mark it out back. Yeah, it's good for like a, like a tiny village. Tiny village, it'd be a great place. Is the pub is the marketplace. It's the general store as well. Yeah, I lost my train of thought. That's okay. Well, do you want to throw some spaghetti instead? I do actually. Um, what noodles you got? Again, it's sort of in thinking of a marketplace as a entry point into a world. A I... whole new world. <laughs> oh, sh- shit, that's Disney. Yeah, <laughs> copyright, 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 copyright. <laughs> um, I had an idea. Your the idea of the House of Salvation from from the other week. Um, moving buildings. Yeah, the moving buildings episode. Just a brilliant idea. And the idea of of vendors having to make deals really kind of stuck with me. Okay. And it led me to think of what would drive or mo- obviously there's profit, right? But and, and profit can be a great way to get some really wily characters in there. But what if people had real desperation behind the need to make a deal? And so I came up with the idea of a marketplace called The Last Wish. The market... Isn't that uh, one of the Witcher novels that's called The Last Wish? Is it? Copyright. Copyright. I think that is. I don't know. It's also a raid in Destiny. It's a good phrase. That's what I'm saying. But it it, it is used multiple times. Cool. I'm an unoriginal bastard. Thanks, Kyle. (laughs) Really encouraging I'm just pointing out so that they can't point it out. The listener can't call you out. I've called you out. I still think... I think it's a great phrase. I'm here for it. I'm just pointing out it is used. Pontiac. In case somebody just decided to take that idea and use it verbatim and get it published, and then they get called out. It's like, well, you used mm-hmm. like, That's a fair did point. you just copy this from... So let's call it... Um... No, call it the last wish. It's great. We'll stick with last wish. I'll come up with something final while I'm wish? talking about The final it. wish. There you Fine. go. Final wish is great. Let's stick with the final That's wish. That's actually already used. <laughs> actually. Um, so the final wish, for all intents and purposes looks like your standard fantasy land market it has stalls Mm. it has vendors it has people yelling at you the difference is the vendors are all genies okay they are genies who are inexorably trapped because their previous masters died before they could grant all three wishes thus receiving their freedom and completing that contract and so they are bidding for everyone walking through the market trying to sell the last wish so that they can achieve their freedom. And so the competition is who can offer you the better deal. Okay. Fascinating. Now, there are questions about this world that I have not yet to answer, that uh-huh. I have yet to answer, such as, why are there so many genies? <laughs> Why do these people keep dying? Why is oh. this such a common occurrence? I haven't figured that out yet, but I like this idea of like the way, because I, what really stuck out to me was a standard marketplace where you have one store that's the weapon shop and one store that's the magic item shop, right? Yeah. Like that, those are great, fine, but I liked your idea of the idea of the, the, the house of salvation being able to sell. Oh, I, you know, almost like I said, um, the wizard of Oz, like, oh, I want brains or i need a heart or i need courage right Mm -hmm. you can sell intangible things yeah and i thought that was very i thought that was a great idea and so i wanted to find a way to incorporate that yeah i like it i think it's really cool my immediate thought when you you ask the question of like 
why is this a thing that's happening? Yeah. Was that I went to a conspiracy of there's somebody who is killing all these people to make sure that the wishes aren't completed, that there's a bunch of genies with one last wish. The landlord. The landlord who, yeah. is, who, is, has, who is sending people to this market to outbid everybody else to buy up all these wishes. Yeah. And it, it's... It'd be a hell of a black market. Yeah, it's a black market run by one person, and the genies don't know that he's the one guy behind it. Right. He's manipulating them because he just wants all... He wants all these wishes, and he doesn't want to make deals with the genies to begin with he no. just wants to get like he, he doesn't want to have like i don't know i maybe it's I'm, I'm he has thinking, more power because he, like he has more control over the dynamic well i'm thinking maybe hearing you say that gives what if this person is a freed genie oh like a former genie a former jinn who was who had a contentious relationship but maybe was freed and then got duped again and so is trying to or or maybe it's it's someone oh flip it it's not a freed genie it's a mortal who got tricked by a genie that he found yeah. into receiving into three bad wishes that ended up ruining his life so that the genie could achieve freedom. So now he hates genies. So now he hates genies. And so now he's like, I, I manipulate the fuck out of them. He's the wishmonger. Oh, yes. <laughs> Spectacular. I love what the... a terrifying villain, too, because someone who has who has just access just to infinite wishes. wishes. What a great, what a great BBEG! Like someone who oh, could, not infinite wishes. He just has a lot. Of he them. has a lot, but I, I you, again, I indulge in hyperbole. Yeah, and <laughs> so all it takes. Wishes. And I, and I would say it would probably make sense that he hasn't bought up every wish that's gone through that the the no. the market. It is that he's got a lot of them. Sometimes he, people do outbid, but he has just a statistical advantage because he's there all the time, mm -hmm. and. He has a lot to throw behind it, and he knows how to manipulate them because he's been manipulated. Like he's like studied them, so he knows exactly what will set off the right. the alarm bell in their head. And go, oh, I like that, I like that. Right. He's got like he's got a little inside he knows, track. He knows how he knows how gins think, what they prioritize. Yeah. Like he, you know, sort of. Th and I, th I genuinely was thinking a lot about Aladdin. And okay. and Robin Williams as the genie, but that line about unlimited cosmic power, itty bitty living space, like yeah. to know how to manipulate, to or understand a creature that is bound to this tiny thing, but that can also literally rewrite the law. Like that's a yeah. weird psyche to balance, you know. Yeah, so yeah. to have someone who could understand the 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 carrots and sticks that you would need to manipulate yeah. a creature like that is is kind of a fascinating and terrifying individual. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But also, he has, he has a ton of wishes, yeah. and that's terrifying in and of itself. Right. And he's called the wishmonger, so he's definitely terrifying. Right. All right, so where is this market? I think I see the market. Originally, I had actually thought of it less of a, uh, I don't want to say explicitly black market. I was genuinely thinking more of Taurus Trap because okay. the reason why, one, it would Tourists don't know the true value. Tourists to this realm might not know the true value of a wish. They might not even think that genie or jinns are real. So that could lead to some ways to get easy wishes in and out. Yeah. And keep, keep the stockpile moving. The other thing was I started like the, you know, whenever you travel and you go to one of these areas, these places are not, you know, th there's a lot of negotiation. There's a lot of unwritten laws. Okay. And so I thought of it more of a place where you might get taken you know like oh i know this market it's right around the corner it's not the central market yeah but it's not black it's not hidden it's not 
Yeah, it's just, this is this is not an illicit market. It's just a. It's like it's um, its own thing, right? Like, and so it's you like sort a, of like have a to high be end antiques dealer where yes, they're they're not exactly. illegal, but they are not open to everybody. Exactly. And there is a slightly restricted clientele. And there's like there's a vibe that feels it, it feels like there's something naughty, right? But it's not it's not fine. illegal. Yeah, it's not a black market. Right. Something and like, so yeah. I've I this has happened to me. I've I've traveled a lot and always been told, Oh, you don't want to go to this store, come with me, I'll show you my friend's store and get taken to a store and it's empty and there's nobody there and you're walking around, and you're like, What's what do they sell here? What how is this different from what's going on out there? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A wretched hive of scum and villainy. That's what Obi Wan calls Moss Eisley. Uh, okay. So I don't I didn't want to I I don't want it to feel explicitly a, like, like a wretched like, hive of scum and villainy, yeah. right? Nor do I want it to be Oh, this is just the market where there are a ton of genies or a yeah. ton of genies. Yeah. Now you could do that if you wanted to. If you if you had a world where genies were very very common, mm-hmm. it could just be the market, and maybe this is where it's 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 well, a safe. You know, we've we've been discussing this as a very dark negative place. It could also you could flip it and have it be seen as a safe haven. Yeah. For lost genies who might be trapped into servitude, waiting for a dead master who will never come back. Yeah. It could be a safe haven. Like, okay. come and I will help you gain freedom. Yeah. I'm imagining that it would be near, like, a temple. Somewhere hmm. where religion is. Where they have... There's some sort of arrangement. Or hmm. they just know the people who are seeking some sort of religious experience who are going to, to pray to the gods for help with something might also be desperate enough to walk over just a little bit over and be like oh can yeah. i get a genie and make a deal so is really... the wishmonger a religious official no okay. they are somebody who probably is super cynical about religion mm-hmm. and is trying to undermine it by planting their shop nearby mm-hmm. and i'm thinking about the vibe of it i like this description of the off the beaten path but not i'm thinking of it as like you go upstairs mm-hmm. it's not on the ground floor it's not but the stairs or are, downstairs no yeah yeah it, it one to, or the other it's up oh i'm thinking upstairs because i'm thinking it's not supposed to be a seedy environment it's supposed to be somewhat opulent i think hmm. because i think the opulence works for genies and gins because they are a bit opulent yeah it's a they are extra like mosaics uh up the walls as they go up. Mm. And maybe the, the, mos- the, stairs. the mosaics move, sort of, you know, yeah. the pictures are moving, they're live. They're, yeah, yeah, I and it, it. it's not a large space yeah. because the genies are mostly sitting inside their little lamps or whatever they're in. Mm. They're not free-floating around. They come out and they go back. They, But they're probably quite limited in that, in that ability to do that. So it's a small space with, like, a little fountain in the middle mm. and just some nice benches and chairs and, like, a lounge area and a very gold over the top Christie's auction house. Mm-hmm. Just it is simple, but it's you go there and it's you know there's like money dripping from it. I also like the idea that there are genies that are are vendors that are, you know, are there to sort of pitch you wishes and pitch their uh-huh. right, like engage in that negotiation or that bidding. Yeah. But I also like the idea that there are genies and humans just both working there. Like you might get okay. served a drink while by a genie who's yeah. just 
Is it there? Is it somewhat of the casino mentality? I'm of I'm, I'm leaning there. Yeah, where, that's where, where they apply you full of things and, and really make you feel at ease because they want you to to you know remove your money. Yeah, yeah, I think that's and super get cool. the and get the most out of you that they can because inherently by going in there, these these like you think going in there that you will have the negotiating power because you can you know you have something that the genie so desperately want they want yeah. freedom and you can grant them that by allowing them to grant you their final wish yeah but the wishmonger wants to flip that deal on you yeah and so yes it is there is this lavish element of opulence and and almost again not scum and villainy but but excess and sin and yeah excess sin vice vice whatever yes that's what i was looking for not sin excess and vice yeah it 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 almost could be that this is a a, you know house of vice and then off to the side is this genie room yeah it's two businesses in one multiple it it could be a brothel it could be a casino it Mm -hmm. could be at the off to the side the high roller den right is the genie room and again st- but again th- what's important to me about this is that it is not an illegal business no it's it's legal it is just not questionable yeah it's questionable but legal and i i as i say that i'm I'm liking the idea that this is a place that is not just the genies that it is it is the other things it is the casino or whatever yeah and people and there's like a room at the back that has a sign that says the last wish yeah. on the door oh, the final wish whatever the fuck you want to call it. but it says the last wish on the door so that people start to go oh i wonder what that is and yeah. then you cr- and but people won't say it's not an open thing they don't acknowledge it necessarily no. unless you have the money like, or you've been invited and and they'll invite you if they can tell you're desperate right you're, if you need it right they'll invite you because they know that they have leverage in you they don't right. want they don't want looky lose necessarily no i think the tourist version true. also awesome this is a separate version basically. right 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 no 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 there are no this yeah. we have the we have the good version and then we have the cd version we right we are discussing the cd version we will get to the good version in a moment yeah but the idea that you create that mystique and thinking of like like an rpg or something mm-hmm. that it, it, it's that secret behind the door that you want those players to uncover and realize there's this incredible thing back there that isn't just, oh, ah, it's a high roller table. There's right. more money. And it's, oh, it's or it's corruption among like politicians locally. Right. No, this is a really fascinating mechanic back there mm-hmm. that you you just kind of tease it up and say, oh, it says the last wish at the back and there's a locked door and you see some bouncers that are right. like quite decked out. Right. They are ready to potentially even gin themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Like some like really like crazy bodyguards yeah. or, you know, bouncers at this room really adding that like, what's going on back there? And right. then when they kind of poke and prod and try to get get in and then they realize what it is and then it's a whole, a whole thing. And then you all, you provide an opportunity to get a wish. And you could... If you're telling this, for, if you're using this from a storytelling perspective, this could be something that, you know, your your protagonist goes through. It's 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 sort of like a checkoff item, right? Like, oh, you've mentioned the last wish. You hear occasional mentions of the last wish. Yeah. And then your your protagonist does something that somehow lands them access to the to the last wish. Yeah. Whether, then- whether or not they meant to go there or not, it doesn't matter. Similarly, if you were doing this in a TTRPG or really even designing a video game, it could be. Oh, by completing this quest, like you cannot get into this door. 
You know, you can't, yeah. the door is locked. You cannot get in. If it's an RPG D&D terms, like n- not even a 30 will get you, uh, you know, on a yep. persuasion check will get you in. Like that door is closed yeah. until you complete a quest. Mm. And that is part of the reward is yeah, yeah. you get access to that. Yeah, it, it works well as a reward for sure. Yeah. And so I, that's where I was going with, with kind of the seedy version of like, this is a place of, of of manipulation and 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 vice trickery and, all that, yeah. and and adding well i hadn't actually even thought of the seediness and the vice on top of it yeah i i think that's a really wonderful addition and yeah. really like completes it mm-hmm. i was thinking more of like a trying to recreate that feeling of like oh i walk into a market and i'm being pulled in many yeah. directions yeah it's like that really uncomfortable feeling yes on the good version though, okay this could be a haven for lost genies who, you know, there there is no wicked landlord manipulating them. Yeah. There is someone here, maybe they are a freed genie, who says, I want to make sure, I'm noticing that there are kin, my kin are out there getting trapped. Maybe there was a calamity or catastrophe. Yeah. And lots of... of a, a geostorm? A geostorm. Perfect example. of, And so now there are all these genies who have been left with... If we're taking the standard three wish approach, one or two wishes left, but their masters, the owners of the lambs have died. Yeah. So they can never be freed. Yeah. And so they bring them in to find new masters. And like it it becomes this very, this much more charitable exercise. And you could still leverage it in a very similar mechanic by having to be invited because they want to make sure your wishes are good. Yes. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. That would, so then it works well if it is tied to religion potentially exactly. if there's a temple to a good god who has collected this these lamps and they are giving it to members of the congregation and they right. like, oh you, you have a sick husband here right. use this make a you know say the wish to help right. your husband or whatever and really interrogating and maybe also maybe being able to attach strings to the people who are taking the wish to to guarantee that it will be a a morally like neutral or yeah. good wish right to say you know to tie a magic to them and keep the genie out of it make this genie's being freed this is a you know right. you need to do it in the the good way do not you wish could even do it from i mean very simply do wizard of oz pay no attention to the man behind the curtain they the the subjects the the, the people of the congregation don't need to know that there's a genie involved oh they just say they just might think that their their prayers are being answered Oh, it doesn't necessarily have to be. That's fucking cool. You could I like make that. it go good or evil. That's just a mechanism. But I like the idea of it being a good thing because that makes me feel good inside. Okay, I I, I want to make it good and potentially problematic. Sure, sure. That it is that it is people thinking their prayers are being answered, and there is a person with a god complex, but not in a malicious way. In a person who just wants to be loved. Yeah. And wants to be revered. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. <laughs> but so they are doing this. They are creating a religion to make people think they are a god by answering their prayers in such a in such a definitive way. Right. Of you wish for a thing so specific and I, I made it happen within a day. Mm-hmm. What kind of god can do that? The best god. Me. Right. George, I'm better than all whatever the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm the best one. And that temple grows and grows and grows yeah. and the genies may not know that that's what they're they're being used to manipulate to create this religion to this person and this person might i it might be corrupted down the line but i think it's kind of fun if they're not if they are just 
I like doing this because I'm just so altruistic, such a lovely person. I want to do this and I want to be adored for it. Fuck you. Well, you could. I, I, yes, I completely agree. I very sadly, my brain is being pulled in another direction. Um, <laughs> sadly. No, no, no. You'll see. And I'm, cause I'm thinking. City of teeth. <laughs> no. Um, more tragic. I'm thinking about Matthew Perry. Oh. Who. Just, he passed away who two just, weeks ago. Who just died two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Was so funny. Uh-huh. Because he so badly wanted to be loved. Okay. And so you could have this person be almost a tragic figure who's doing, who just so bad is doing this with the genies and working with them just because they so desperately want to be loved. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I think. Right. Like you, it's like even... they mentioned that something about like Matthew Perry mentions that in his, one of his autobiographies I heard in a video about him. He said, oh, I saw someone else was getting a laugh and I couldn't stand that. Yeah. And so I had to make myself funnier. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it was a net good but it came from a very tragic uh, place yeah it is the you know it's the whole thing about it. a lot of comedians will constantly make the joke about how oh every comedian has trauma that they're working oh, yeah. on which isn't necessarily true plenty of comedians don't have, don't have trauma but there is a lot a, do a lot do the point being that there is something so fascinating and i think almost more like interesting potentially beautiful of mm-hmm. taking that that sensation and making it into something like this and it adds to the story i think i think that's a a great twist on it so that's that was my that that was my little bowl of noodles the final wish i think Um, i think it was tricolor we got like three ideas in there yeah yeah yeah, very much that that was super solid i like it so what about you what you got i wanted to take commerce down a peg to a minimum so and what i mean by that is i was thinking about a marketplace and the and the whole haggling the the grabbing your attention that like the loudness the chaos that happens in a market i wanted to, to remove it interesting and so i came up with this i was thinking about the idea of like a silent bazaar a place you went where there was there was no speech people weren't talking you like you can talk so it's not like a silent spell has been cast no, over it, the space it's it, it's like the sistine chapel it is just such a silent space because that is the social norm. If you talk, people will ostracize you. People will, will be like, hey, hey, stop. Like guards will come up and be like, whoa, whoa what are you doing? Hmm. You can't talk. They'll like shush like you. The threshold for disturbing the peace is much lower. Yeah. The threshold is basically at, at zero. Mm-hmm. You And so you go through this this market and it's like enclosed because you're keeping out like the noise of the city or wherever it is. So it, it, it is an enclosed space and you walk around and there are stalls everywhere with goods to be provided Mm -hmm. but it is very much it's about what do you need it's not about salesmanship it's about i'm looking around for socks here's a sock stall you grab the socks and the merchant will like signal to you how much it costs and then you might be able to you might have a light barter but it has to be light because you cannot you cannot really talk you cannot raise your voice for some reason, I f- I feel like this would fit really well in an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, maybe. Right. I I, I don't know why that franchise it'd be, specifically. It'd be an interesting place to have to assassinate somebody. Yeah, because it'd be so hard. Right. It'd be so quiet. You could not necessarily. Yeah. Sneak as easily. It's harder to mask yourself when everyone's silent. You yeah. Know, and get lost in the crowd. One element I think could be very fun is if there is. 
there is a hand, there's almost a sign language for communicating. Mm-hmm. Like you come in and if you hold up three fingers, it's well understood that you, you know, if you only hold up three fingers, you mean 300 gold. Like, you know, each finger is short for 100 gold. It's yeah. well known. It's well communicated. And yeah. then someone can go point up or point down. Yeah. Or they can hold their hand flat. And that means that they've accepted your deal. Okay. That there's, there's yeah, this, yeah. The there's this cool code. way of communicating. Is it public or is it you have is to that be, public you have, knowledge or you have to be in the know, which I think because I went to a bar once that was run by and staffed by all deaf people. Hmm. And they had a really cool system on the bar that said, here's the signals you should do for various yeah. drinks. And here's how you interact with our staff. Yeah. This is if like you a, hold up two fingers, it'll bring you another round. If you hold up three, it'll yeah, bring it's, you it's your like, check. I'm just making Yeah, it. it was like wine, do this symbol. Right. Beer, do this symbol. You know, that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, having, is it, would it be inter- more interesting to have symbols on the wall or is it only insiders know? Both? I th- I'm thinking both. There has to be a way for your protagonists, your to to learn it if they don't already know it. Either they are, sh- it's, and I think that's going to be up to you as the author. Yeah, is it more interesting if there is a character that shows them if they have to fumble through it themselves and make mistakes, or if they just walk in, read the sign, and then go? Yeah, I I, I think that's something that you as the author can really decide. Yeah, um, because it'll depend on the type of experience you want your your audience to have. Yeah. Right? Like for for a game, for a video game, for example, that could be a fun puzzle challenge. Mm -hmm. Right? Where you have to remember a very specific sequence. Yeah. And you have to... It's it's giving me amazing race vibes. Yeah. Get through this market. You have this much money. You have to acquire these goods. Yeah. Go. You have 20 minutes. Right. Yeah. And and because and I like this idea of hand signals because, I mean, that also reminded me when I lived in South Africa, that was how you would you would hail taxis in the villages where I live because if you held your hands in different positions, that meant, oh, I'm going this direction, I'm going that direction, I'm going to all the way to town, or I'm just going to the petrol station nearby. Yeah. Right? There was little little hand codes, right? Yeah. And so sometimes you throw them up and taxis would just drive right by because that's not where they were going. Yeah, they don't want to drive all the way to town. Right. But if they were going, if you were going somewhere on their path, they would stop and pick you up. Yeah. And I, I think that's very cool. So that's one. Immediately, that was where my brain first yeah. went. Breakdown for me, because in, in our established mundane, boring dystopia, silent auctions exist. Yeah. So clarify for me how though how a silent auction is really different outside of the not speaking element. Right? Well, uh, it's not a finite number of goods in the same way. Mm. Silent auction is, you know, here's here's an item. Bid here's on this it. specific item. Yeah, okay. this is... Imagine a bazaar. Imagine walking yeah. through the Grand Bazaar in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Just imagine no one was talking. Got it. So it's it, they, it is fully stocked. There's stuff everywhere. Yeah. It's I'm imagining it as one big open room too, okay. so you can kind of see across. And there would be say just laid out in the middle of of, of the room a, a variety of supplies. So why is it silent then? It's because it's trying to de-emphasize this competitiveness. So the the oh, so this the, is this is a social exercise it's a social exercise oh interesting so the, okay and but it could just be all, like a cultural thing that this is a culture that isn't that could also be thinking of they, they might think of haggling as a dirty thing mm. but people do it anyway they mm. want to do it but, mm. they, but they they don't want to make it so public it's you know i like that 
to the point of like doing it with the hand signals yeah. to make sure like yes you can do that right it's not and maybe that's where it doesn't it works better if there aren't things on the wall mm. because it's not the intent is for you to calmly go in grab a thing learn how much it costs and go right some people especially the more experienced right. customers they know how to do the haggle they've learned this hand code they develop the hand code amongst themselves yeah. to, to negotiate i like that yeah i but think that's very i think that's that as a social exercise i think is fascinating and it would make me think that it's a community enforced yeah, yeah. rule it's not but, like there are police necessarily enforcing it well I think it'd be more, not police, it was just they're more social pressure. You'd get shunned. Well, no, I, I was thinking the market would have a couple like security guards who are just, they're, they're doing basic security work of making sure, you know, no one steals a bunch of stuff, but they also just say, well, well shut, shut up. Yeah. Um, but you could also, you could add a religious component and say, hmm. this is a society whose, whose major God is, uh, frowns upon, uh, mercantilism. Mm. And doesn't want people. They're not an Adam Smith guy. They're they're saying, you know, you need to not be making a big. You need to get what you need, but don't make a big deal of it. Don't don't seek profit. Don't seek to sell. Just buy the things that you need to live. Kind of thing. Like de-emphasizing we, it. We all know charity ain't free. So maybe this is a place. Speaking of the religion, where you are not supposed to barter because these things are supposed to be available at low cost for people most in need but then there are people who can come who know and can sort of manipulate the situation and that's where the code comes from maybe i like what you're saying i think remove the need part and just say mm. this society where nothing should be it should cost more than it should cost right so like the idea of a mar of the the idea of a marginal of a marginal profit does not exist correct it is just everybody should be able to have access to these grains that are being sold right. at this I market. I harvest them. I sell them for exactly what they are worth. Yes. Or exactly what I need in order to keep reproducing them at the same level yeah. of quality with no profit, though. Yeah. And, yeah, creating this religious doctrine that says the ch charity, but, like, take the, the, the golden rule thing of mm -hmm. just, and actually make that a real thing that people follow of, oh, I don't want to be overcharged for what I need, so right. I won't overcharge. And people take that uh, to heart. And right. potentially, if, if a merchants are trying to oversell, if they, they, they veer from this, they're kicked out by the temple who runs the space. Right. And maybe this isn't the only market in town. It probably works better if it's I, not. I think it works better if it's not. But it is a market that is people want to have a stall there because of its, its like prestige. Not necessarily because they're trying to make money. It's there is a it's a a social hierarchy thing. If you are a seller at the Silent Bazaar, you are considered a, a more important member of society. I think it's a religion that truly understands that you know this idea. You know, it, it, the meek will inherit the earth, right? Uh -huh. Those in need to provide for those in need is a sacred act okay so going and back to it it is charity for those in need for not for everybody in, not for everybody for those in need okay and so but as a result of that those in need receive the highest quality of good oh interesting right it's trying to make sure that 
oh, you're at rock bottom. We're going to get you off there. Yep. And we're going to propel you up. And then you will no longer receive these once you're, you're, once you're clear. And then somebody else might be in need. Correct. And, greater, and who determines that need, though? That's the hard part. I don't know. Therein also lies the potential for corruption. Yeah. Right? Like, And that's fascinating with institutions like this and sort of what we got at with talking about the final wish is that anything we create with the intention of it existing to do good yeah. is just a mechanism of control, which can be moved one way or another. There's no way to always specifically guarantee it will be mm-hmm. used for good, right? Like the dude that invented the the like button at Twitter, he's like, I just wanted to make a way for people to say that they like their friends' photos or their friends' ideas, and it's led to the downfall of humanity. Right? <laughs> like, but I think about that a lot, yeah. right? Like, you, you, the intention doesn't matter. So we can create this thing as a way of like, yeah. oh, we are going to treat those in need with respect and get them the best that they need because they they are struggling. That's what they deserve. Yeah. And then over time, it gets muddled and corrupted. Yeah. And then you create a opportunity for conflict between say the temple who's in charge of the space and the like who's supposed to be in charge of the space and then you know the managers the merchants everybody everybody who's really who's profiting from it and who's running it the day-to-day right and maybe it's the 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 guards at the door who are enforcing the silence are letting people in who aren't supposed to be in Mm -hmm. they're probably the ones who have the roles of who's who's supposed to enter the market yeah that's interesting yeah you know it, it, if you if you bring in something um like what we talked about with the house of salvation of just knowing someone's need magically you can know that this person's in need and you can maybe just do it from that from that mm-hmm. angle if, if you want to take corruption out of it just say that the, the way to know the need is through magic they can sense you know when you try to walk in the door it you know there is like a spell that will like block you if yeah. you if you are not currently oh yeah in, physically in the, blocks you physically yeah. blocks you so it really keeps people up yeah, through the, magic the thor's hammer approach yeah and and maybe it's that the, the, the temple put runes on these doors that say only those in need as deigned by our god right can enter this space and then maybe people figure out how to break that at some point but it also could if you just want to not have it become corrupted then that's like that, it, it's, a, it's a mechanism absolutely i don't know no no, no. but again and i think that's also I I I have no problem ever with hand waving shit like that. Yeah, of course. Like it makes it fun, it makes it interesting, and part of the fun of speculative fiction for some people is not having to engage with these things. Yeah, just the, Oh, that's moral a cool relativism thing. of just being on. like, "Oh, there's a room for only people in need." Got it. Yeah. Like yeah. And, oh. I, and I don't have to think about it anymore. I don't have to think about how this could potentially get corrupted. Yeah. It's yeah. just... If it's, it's like the it's the world building curse of trying to come up with the mechanism for how a thing works all the time right. can lead to your downfall. Right. Like, we can ignore the mechanism. Right. You can just say, it's a cool thing. There are I want magic, it. Magic. Magic. Just magic let me it. have it. A wizard... What, what does Hello Future Me say? It's like, a wizard did it. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, yeah, in this case, a wizard did do it. Yeah. So, and then you just move on. And then you just move on. Yeah, because I... Yeah, I... I think there's so many versions of it that we've just said that all of them could work. Yeah. The main point being it is a silent silent market and why it's silent TBD. Yeah. I like the de-emphasizing the commerce. I think that I, I think from you a could so- do sociological perspective that's the most interesting. 
End of sentence. New sentence. A Quiet Place was a very successful horror movie. Yeah. Why? Because you had to tell an entire story without using sound. Yeah. So maybe there is a sound-sensitive demon out there <laughs> that will come and eat you if you make too much noise. I thought When I thought about this idea, I thought about The Quiet Place. And I was like, no, because it's not about the horror. I was thinking more about the real world example of the Sistine Chapel. Because it's never before have I walked in a room. And, oh, it was so loud before I walked in here. And yeah. now it's silent in this room. And it's packed. There are yeah. people everywhere. And no one is saying a fucking word. Yeah. And if you did talk, as I saw people talking in front of me, they got shushed pretty hard and a guard walked up to them. I was like, you shut up. Yeah. And that that was kind of what I was coming at rather yeah. than The Quiet Place. But The Quiet but, Place but is it, a good example of like, true. you can just, if it's silent, what's the reasoning? Mm. Up to you. And then the fun, there's fun in deciding why it's silent. There's fun in figuring out how does it work if it's silent. If there is a real existential threat behind making noise... You could negotiate for a long time because it means that people are disincentivized to stealing and running away because that's going to cause a ruckus. Yeah. And that's going to bring the demons in to eat you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you might just have people flicking each other off really aggressively. Yeah. Making no noise. (laughs) (laughs) Just one guy just pointing aggressively at the sky saying yeah. no no more money than that and the other guy pointing aggressively at the ground <laughs> like could but, be fun could be but they're making no noise yeah so, so that's the silent bazaar now i both we, we both came here today with two ideas uh and we, we picked the idea that we liked more for to discuss so let's but before we get out of here let's pitch our other idea in brief we have one minute each do you want me to go first or i'll go first to... okay okay three two one Okay, my other idea is the antithesis because it's cyberpunk themed Ooh. and which is about, you know, capitalist dystopia. Because right. I was thinking about um, brutalism, brutalism as an architectural style and thinking about like ha- having a marketplace in brutalism. And I was also thinking about um, having a marketplace that was vertical. Hmm. And so I was thinking about having one big stairwell in like a tower in, say, downtown Los Angeles in, yeah. in, in a cyberpunk dystopia. It's a brutalist building so it's just a brutalist stairwell going all the way up and it's just markets lining the whole stairwell so it's, it's a thin stairwell so you create that chaos that you would have at like a crowded bazaar it's mm-hmm. loud it's insane but it's just going up and that's it there's nothing else in this building it's just you go there and you where you are in the building determines quite a bit but just aspire five seconds left um there is a movie on netflix a horror movie about a food platform of food that moves up and down a tower that i think would fit really well with that okay uh, time okay now you have one minute to pitch your other idea go uh, one uh, my timer is not going okay and go trying to figure out how do you make this work how do you make this interesting um right now we in the real world can use amazon to order almost anything that we want and it just shows up at our doorstep mm-hmm. what superhero does Jeff Bezos look most like Professor Xavier. Professor Xavier. I said superhero. Oh, fair. I'm wasting my time. <laughs> Looks most like Professor Xavier. Professor Xavier is what? A telepath. So in a world where everyone is telepathic, you would not need to go shopping. Instead, you would just telepathically reach out to different people all the time, negotiate your deal, and then they would magically transfer you their items. So there is Amazon. It does still exist. Just in a world of telepaths, you do not need a marketplace because it's the marketplace of your mind. Ten seconds left. I just wanted to react to, shouldn't uh, the Jeff Bezos character be the only person that can hear everybody and, and they deliver it all? I never said that it wasn't that. Oh, okay. Just I, that, I, I, I thought it was like interconnected uh, between everybody. Time is up. All right. No more comments. No more comments. Done.
All right. Well, that's... Uh... <laughs> that was good. That was fun. That's our app. Uh, so what stuck for you? I like what you said about having the glyphs around the door, like blocking people from getting into the silent bazaar. I think yeah. that's really... There's been a shift in, in fantasy and speculative fiction to becoming more real world like you know where things are more morally gray and things yeah. like that and we forget that we actually can just build these things in and yeah. not have to worry about it and that's okay sometimes right yeah. um sometimes it's just fun to live in a world where there is good and evil it's escapism for a reason exactly. i don't want to be sad right exactly so i really like that um on the complete flip side i like what you did taking the idea of the final wish and building it into this this vegas type world of opulence and vice i thought that was a very that was not where i was going with it originally but i think it added and tapped into something yeah deeply connected to the idea of what i was going with which is that nothing here is explicitly illegal yeah but it's not great yeah either and and I, i thought that really kind of captured the essence of the idea i was going for gotcha what about you what stuck for you uh, I think the Assassin's Creed imagery stuck for me of yeah. the assassination within the Silent Bazaar because I think that is just like absolutely perfect uh, as a like a background for such a thing. Uh, I, I I think the mechanical thing you did with with the genies is so interesting of taking this like famous crossing all media this they have three wishes taking that and making it into that reason for the bazaar. I just think it's really cool. So I'm a big fan of that like the 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 the, the, the last wish keeping them from being free and then their desperation. I just think that's like a great core conceit. So, um, yeah. well, that's what stuck for us. Let us know what stuck f- for you. Emails in the show notes. Uh, Always happy to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.